Hello, and welcome to episode 53 of One Man Watchpoint and Overwatch Podcast. This is, of course, a podcast where we talk about everything going on in the wonderful world of Overwatch. Now, if this is your first episode, I'm your host, Sir Dr. JM. That's at Sir DRJM on all socials, so why not give me a follow, reach out to me there, uh, especially over on Twitter, where I'd love to interact with you. If you have questions, comments, topics, suggestions, whatever for this show, hit me up over there, and I will happily bring it onto the show. Now, you can, of course, find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc., so give us a follow, leave us a review, tell your friends, all that jazz, and support the show. Now, if you are a returning listener, welcome back, and of course, I appreciate the support as always. I'm happy to report I'm back in the saddle again. I've finally been, uh, or had a chance in the new house to get back into Overwatch, been playing a little bit. Um, And of course, as I record, we are in the thick of the 2021 season playoffs. That's right, the fourth season of the Overwatch League will be done Uh, We will have crowned a champion before we uh, record our next episode. So as of recording, uh, we've already seen a few matches today. It is Tuesday the 21st. Um, I believe the Dallas Fuel-Washington Justice game has already been completed, as well as the Philadelphia versus Los Angeles Gladiators game. Now, I will do my bre- my best, pardon me, to not spoil the outcome of those games because I know I took a look and it looks like the Overwatch League YouTube channel is planning on airing those, uh, pretty much all the games from today uh, in the Encore time slots. So I think like starting at 9 or 10 a.m. Pacific or something like that, they are actually just replaying all of the games. So everyone will have a really good opportunity to catch any games that they might have missed uh, because they were, you know, a little bit later given they are on the uh, Hawaii schedule. Um, So I will do my best not to spoil those games, the outcome of those games. However, that said, um, I am actually going to talk about the season awards because uh, in the hour-long pre-show before the matches started today, they did announce the 2021 season award winners, so the MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and the Dennis Hawelka Award. So I will talk about those um, because in my humble opinion, that's not really much of a spoiler. Um, But if you don't want to hear that, uh, I will definitely mention in the news when I'm about to go into those stories. So uh, you can just skip ahead, maybe, I don't know, hopefully like 10 minutes and and you'll be good, hopefully, not have anything spoiled. But without further ado, I think it's time we moved on to the latest and greatest news that's happened around the league and in regards to Overwatch over the past week. So let's dive on in. Now, we're going to get right on in there. Our first story uh, came out last week on the 16th, so just a couple days uh, after recording, one day after our episode 52 posted, and it reads like this. We're coming at you from DottieSports.com, an article by Liz Richardson, which reads, Overwatch 2 updates will be revealed during Overwatch League Grand Finals on September 25th. On September 25th, Overwatch 2 developers are teaming up with the Overwatch League to broadcast updates about the highly anticipated sequel during the League's Grand Finals festivities. During the Overwatch League Grand Finals pre-show and halftime breaks, developers will give players a look at Overwatch 2 reworks for two heroes, Bastion and Sombra. 
Well, we've already seen the hero's visual updates, this show will likely focus on the changes to their kits and abilities. Heroes like Reinhardt, May, and Brigitta have already had big overhauls confirmed. Designers have promised we'll get a more in-depth look at Bastion's updated design for the sequel, which includes a hat that closely resembles Torbjorn's favorite headwear. Headwear? Headwear. That is what it says. Professional players will also be playing an exhibition match on Overwatch 2, using the new 5 vs. 5 PvP rules and experimenting with the new skills and passives of these heroes. This is a critical step towards showcasing the game's potential for the competitive scene. It's already been confirmed that the Overwatch League will play on an early build of Overwatch 2 when the fifth season begins in April of 2020. In February 2021, the developers hosted a live stream showcasing some of the changes coming to PvP and, in turn, the game's competitive scene. Several maps worth of gameplay was shown through friendly matches and featuring in-house developers, but the Overwatch League Grand Finals showcase will be the first time pros will tackle the sequel's competitive overhaul. You can check out the new updates during the Grand Finals broadcast, which begins at 7pm CT on September 25th. So there you have it. That's our first story for the week. Um, that was my dog in the background. We are uh, going to get a, a pretty interesting look at Overwatch 2 uh, on September 25th during our Grand Finals match uh, of the Overwatch League. So definitely looking forward to that. I think most of us will be, uh, whether or not you're a fan of the Overwatch League. I think uh, a lot of people who are just fans of Overwatch should be interested in what is going to be shown off and announced. Um, I think I had talked on last episode about the announcement that the next season of the Overwatch League was going to be played on that sort of beta version, test version of Overwatch 2, and how exciting that was and the opportunity the League has to really drum up some interest in not only the game, but the League as well. Um, and I think this is, you know, only really feeding into that strategy. Um, again, having the best of the best kind of showcase what this game is all about or what it can really be uh, only means good things for for the league for the game overall and I think it'll bring in honestly a huge audience it'll get a lot of attention it'll get a lot of eyes on the game the league and hopefully uh, generate some newfound interest and also I mean hey it's kind of an easy way to bring in some extra viewership as well for your for your grand finals so look forward to that I know I am um, I mean, as I mentioned, this is this is the Overwatch League's final week for season four. Uh, once this once this season is done, we will not see uh, the Overwatch League play on Overwatch One again, at least not in any official capacity kind of thing. So we've got games today, we've got games tomorrow, we've got games Thursday, Friday, and of course our final game on Saturday, plus that big reveal. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. I'm really excited. I'm curious to see which, you know, quote unquote pros they have playing. Wouldn't surprise me if we see someone like Avast playing, given he's uh, working closely with the uh, Florida Mayhem organization um, and is also obviously connected with uh, Matt Mr. X, who is of course officially works for Blizzard, um, given the the plat chat connection, and then of course Bren and Sideshow obviously be having a hand in that too. So. Um, Curious to see who they bring in, but looking forward to it 100%. Moving on from there, another article on .esports.com by Liz Richardson, again from September 16th. And this one reads, Atlanta Reigns Pelican will play in Overwatch League playoff games. 
as one of the most clutch players in the, on the Atlanta Reign roster, DPS Pelican is obviously a critical part of the team's Overwatch League playoff run. Though he's grounded from air travel due to a recent surgery and can't physically join the team in Hawaii this week, the Reigns head coach has confirmed to Dot Esports that the 2021 MVP candidate will play in postseason games from the West Coast. Quote, we're taking him on a road trip, head coach Sefi told Dot Esports. He'll most likely be playing from the phase offices in LA, but we're heading West. Atlanta Esports Ventures owns the Atlanta Reign and operates the Atlanta Phase, a team in the Call of Duty League with Phase Clan. The organization's Los Angeles office offices will likely be home base for Pelican during playoff games. In mid-August, Pelican suffered a collapsed lung, a condition he's dealt with before, and was taken to the hospital. He underwent surgery and left the hospital on August 16th. But air travel is discouraged for six weeks after a collapsed lung incident. As a result, he couldn't physically join the Atlanta Reign traveling to Hawaii for the Countdown Cup tournament cycle. He played from Atlanta to, to help support his team, but Pelican was eventually pulled from a match with the Los Angeles Gladiators due to incredibly high ping. The match was report, reportedly played on Asia servers despite being between two North American teams. Atlanta Rain management questioned the decision but accepted it after being told it was for production reasons. But the situation left a sour taste in many fans' mouths during, uh, sorry, regarding competitive integrity. Things have changed for the Overwatch League playoffs, however. The league will try to play games between two North American teams that are located in Hawaii on servers closer to the West Coast, according to Sefi. Thanks to this change, Pelican's ping will be, quote, basically the same as everyone else's. Quote, it's a great accommodation by the league, and we're very happy with what they've done with the competitive integrity for the playoffs, Sefi said. Between moving games for Pelican and then making the East Region teams travel to a venue, between all of these things, we think the playing field is very fair. Sefi acknowledged that the Reign have been one of the more vocal opponents of geographical decisions the Overwatch League makes. Quote, I know we've been sort of called out for complaining a little bit, though we're not the only ones, Sefi said. But I think the League has made a lot of adjustments, taken a lot of feedback from the teams. The playoffs themselves, to me, are about as balanced as you can get in the current environment. The 2021 Overwatch League playoffs begin on September 21st at 6 p.m. CT, where the eight remaining teams will face off in a double-a-limb bracket over four days. Atlanta will take on the Chengdu Hunters at 10.30 CT on September 21st. So there you have it, confirmation for the Atlanta Reign fans that, of course, had uh, some pretty vocal gripes during the Countdown Cup there. Um, and, you know, to an extent, rightfully so. Uh, they that That was a somewhat significant handicap that they faced, not having their star DPS player, um, like Liz mentions there, uh, 2021 MVP candidate Pelican, not having him able to play with the team in a tournament cycle that would have earned them points had they done better um, and naturally increased their seeding in uh, going into the playoffs and everything like that. Um, you know, they they have every right to be vocal about that and, uh, and question the league's decisions. Um, it really was too bad that considerations weren't put in place ahead of time um, in terms of the uh, the two North American teams playing against each other and why they couldn't be playing on servers that were closer to uh, uh, in order to eliminate the the ping issue. But of course, you know these decisions can't always be made sort of on a snap decision. Um, and so when these things have been planned for so long and put in motion already, it is sometimes hard to pivot. It's great to see that they have done this for uh, for the grand finals, though, especially given Pelican's uh, you know current do not 
do-not-fly advisory with his collapsed lung, which I can only imagine how awful that is. Um, so regardless, really great to see this accommodation. Great to see the organization, um, you know, putting Pelican on the road trip, as they say, bringing him to the phase offices over in L.A., um, and overall, really exciting that, you know, we're going to get to see the best of the best. We're not going to see a, an air, you know, kind of handicapped uh, uh, Atlanta rain. We're going to see them at their competitive best um, with, of course, one of the best players in the league currently. So that is the Atlanta rain. Now, it's time for us to take a moment. We're going to travel around the world a little bit here and or rather, around the gaming world, gaming gamer sphere, I guess you could say. Um, and we're actually going to jump over to an article on Doxair, Dox, Dexerto.com, posted by Theo Salon, um, over on September 17th. That is Overwatch League-related, uh, but not not directly not, not directly League-related, but I digress. You'll, you'll understand very quickly here. So the article reads like this. Report Optic Chicago negotiating sale of CDL spot to Owls Washington Justice. The Call of Duty League's Optic Chicago... Sorry, I just had a brain fart. Is it Chicago or Chicago? It is Chicago. Maybe finding a new home again, as reports indicate that the Overwatch League's Washington Justice are in talks to purchase and relocate the league spot. According to Jacob Wolf at Dot Esports, the Overwatch League's Washington Justice are progressing on a deal to acquire and relocate the CDL's Optic Chicago spot. This follows earlier rumors that Optic's branding is set to merge with the CDL's Dallas Empire. Oh, sorry, Optic's brand. As Wolf reports, the Justice's ownership group, Washington Esports Ventures, are, quote, one of two serious parties currently positioned to buy the Chicago, Illinois team slot from the team's owners at NRG Gaming. If the deal goes through, the Justice are expected to move the squad from Chicago to Washington just... Wow, 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 wow. I don't know what I was trying to say there. Uh, if the team... No. Wow. Oh my gosh. Let's try that again. If the deal goes through, the Justice are expected to move the squad from Chicago to Washington, D.C., with little word on what will happen to the current Optic roster. Up to now, the Optic brand has already changed locations twice in the past two years, with Optic Los Angeles, formed in 20, formed for 2020, then reacquired by Hector H3CZ Rodriguez for 2021. While not yet verified earlier rumors... Uh, claimed an Envy Gaming and Optic merger is primed for 2022 in Dallas, Texas. If this report comes true, Optic, nope, Chicago, will be sold to Washington, meaning the city will have a second esports team covering both of Activision Blizzard's franchised leagues. The cost of doing so is unclear, but can be estimated upwards of $20 million, according to information given by 100 Thieves' Matthew Nadeshot Hag, who purchased the OGLA team slot to form the LA Thieves. Additionally, should the Optic and Envy merger come true, then Washington will have to start from scratch roster-wise as Dallas will field a four will field a four of Scump, Shotzi, Illy, and Dashy. Now, I'm going to apologize right now because that was not something I'm used to reading. And uh, it's kind of impressive how uh, the lingo in in these different leagues develops and how I can rifle off Overwatch League lingo, but uh, I struggled through that Call of Duty League uh, sort of more focused article. Now, regardless, interesting stuff here. Um, could we see a new Call of Duty League being uh, team being 
under the same brand as the Washington Justice. Certainly could kind of make sense, would be kind of cool to see. Um, obviously, it wouldn't be the first time we have, you know, the New York Excelsior in New York and the New York Subliners in the Call of Duty League as well. Of course, uh, more locally to myself, we have the Vancouver Titans being under the same ownership group as the Seattle Surge. Um, and then, of course, the uh, Toronto Defiant, the Overwatch League team out in Toronto, being under the same ownership group of the or as the uh, Toronto Ultra, the Toronto Call of Duty League team. So not unheard of by any means um, with Dallas and Envy, um, the Dallas Empire and the Dallas Fuel, obviously. So there's tons of tons of sort of overlap in these leagues and organizations and teams and cities that support the teams and everything like that. But interesting nonetheless, um, kind of cool to see that Washington might be uh, expanding their roster into the Call of Duty League as well. Moving on from there, we're going to jump over to a somewhat beefy article over on .esports.com, again from Liz Richardson, and this time posted on September 20th, so this was posted yesterday, and this reads, Overwatch League reveals roster construction rules for 2022 season. The Overwatch League's 2021 season playoffs haven't even started yet, but the league is already looking toward the future. With an anticipated fifth season kickoff in April 2022, played on an early build of Overwatch 2, the league has announced its roster construction rules for next season. Overall, there aren't as many changes as fans might expect, but some key numbers have shifted thanks to the league's transition to the 5 versus 5 competitive system in Overwatch 2. Teams will be required to have a minimum of 6 players signed to a roster, moving down from the 7 required in 2021. 12 players will still be the maximum roster size going into 2022. For the past four years, the Overwatch League has mandated a minimum salary of $50,000 for all players. This amount has been increased to $50,000. $700, quote, to reflect a cost of living adjustment based on global inflation rates, according to the new rules. Other key parts of roster construction have remained unchanged for from 2021. Season-long contracts have a minimum length of one season and, quote, include a unilateral team option to extend the contract for another season. This basically means a team can make the first call to extend a player's contract before they become a free agent. That's uh, just side note from the article. I believe that's also called a one plus one contract in terms of contract lingo, uh, or often called a one plus one contract. Overwatch League teams can still sign players to 30-day contracts, provided the team already meets the minimum six required players. Two-way contracts are also still on deck, allowing members to play for both an Overwatch League team and an Overwatch Contenders team. Uh, one notable team who I believe did that quite frequently this past season, and this is a side note from the article, uh, I believe was the Hangzhou Spark. It could be incorrect. I want to say the Chengdu Hunters also, but I could be wrong about that. What fans need to pay attention to as the, quote, roster apocalypse part of the 2021 offseason begins is the key dates related to roster construction. Teams can begin trades as early as September 26th, the day after the 2021 Grand Finals take place. By October 2nd, teams have to extend existing player contracts or players may become free agents on October 9th. Teams can begin signing free agents, players who no longer have buyout fees associated with other league teams, as early as October 10th. Teams must have a minimum of five players signed by January 3rd, 2022, and must have a full roster of six players by March 1st, 2022. 
So obviously uh, some interesting sort of inside baseball uh, information there on the roster construction rules for the uh, going into the 2022 season or the fifth season of the Overwatch League, which as uh, Liz mentions there, we now know is going to be played on the 5v5 competitive version of Overwatch 2. Um, so interesting stuff there. Obviously, they've shifted the numbers down to accommodate the shift to 5v5. Um, and some of the dates maybe being shifted a little bit just to accommodate the season start in April. However, uh, what this really means is the September 26th through October 10th uh, sort of weeks there. So let's see. September 26th is this coming Sunday. So that's one two that's an exactly exactly a two-week period will be crazy as uh, players are signed or not signed and become free agents um, and things like that or extended uh, in that sense so look forward to that look forward to roster apocalypse um, and of course look forward to another couple of episodes of one man watchpoint where we will cover all of the latest trades and moves and signings and renewals and uh and 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 expiries in the overwatch league next up we're going to go over to pc gamer with an article from andy chalk posted about seven hours ago this article says and it reads overwatch executive producer is leaving blizzard Blizzard is losing yet another top executive, according to New Bloomberg Report, which says that Overwatch executive producer Chaco Sunny will leave the company on Friday. Sunny's departure was announced to staff via an email in which New Blizzard co-chiefs Jen O'Neill and Mikey Barra described him as a, quote, thoughtful leader. Sunny said in the email that it that it has, quote, sorry, has been an absolute privilege to work at Blizzard, describing his time there as one of the best experiences of my career. The resignation comes amidst high-profile allegations of widespread sexual harassment and misconduct at Activision Blizzard, which has resulted in the Department of Fair Employment and Housing lawsuit, a complaint with the National Labor Relations Board, and most recently the launch of an SEC investigation into its handling of complaints of workplace mis. Uh, sorry, workplace abuse. Multiple sources told Bloomberg that Sonny was a well-respected figure, however, and said that they aren't aware of any allegations of misconduct against him. Sonny wasn't as high-profile a figure as former Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan, Papa Jeff, who left Blizzard earlier this year, but he served as an executive producer on the series for three years and was production director production director for two years prior to that. With Overwatch 2 slowly creeping closer, there's still no release date, but a gameplay showcase will take place this weekend at the Overwatch League Grand Finals. The timing does not appear great, but Blizzard attempted to dispel any worries in an email sent to PC Gamer confirming Sunny's departure. Quote, Chaco Sunny is leaving Blizzard to take some time off after five years of service, a Blizzard representative said. The deep, talented Overwatch team is making excellent progress on Overwatch 2, and thanks to their hard work, the game is in the final stages of production. We'll be sharing more at the Overwatch League Grand Finals later this month. His resignation comes less than 24 hours after Blizzard Chief Legal Officer Claire Hart announced that she was leaving the company after three years of service. Now, I actually didn't pull an article about uh, the Chief Legal Officer leaving. Uh, I did see that somewhere, um, but when I was going through my news stories, I actually didn't come across anything about that, and they don't actually link to it in an article here. That one's a little bit more interesting, given uh, given the legalities of all the things that Blizzard, Activision Blizzard is dealing with, but... Wanted to highlight this uh, Chaco Sunny retirement, uh, leaving, whatever you want to call it. Um, just given the fact that it doesn't seem like he was connected to any of uh, any of the allegations that have gone on and everything. Obviously, who knows? But uh, 
in this case, I'm inclined to say all the best to him. Hopefully he, uh, you know, finds something he's looking for and can continue to make an impact in the gaming sphere. Now, moving on from there, we are going to head over to dotesports.com with a number of articles posted today, September 21st. So one, nope, two from Jessica Sharnagel and then two from Liz Richardson. However, all of these are the announcements of the Coach of the Year, the Rookie of the Year, the Dennis Hoelka Award, and then, of course, the Overwatch League MVP Award as well. Um, so I'll read through the articles real quick uh, just to kind of get some of the thoughts around these uh, these players. However, if, of course, you don't want this news spoiled for you, um, jump ahead to, let's say, the 35-minute mark. That gives us 10 minutes to talk about all of these. Um, I'll, I'll probably just read the articles, touch on them a little bit, um, and that should realistically get you, get you, get you past the, uh, the spoilers if you don't want them. So, so we're going to kick things off with Jessica Sharnagel, and we're going to read the Coach of the Year Award. So ready? Bounce out now if you want. you got three seconds. Three, two, one. Rush is Overwatch League's 2021 Coach of the Year. Dallas Dallas Fuel Coach Rush has been selected by his peers as Overwatch League officials, uh, sorry, and Overwatch League officials as the Coach of the Year for the 2021 season. This is Rush's first season with the Dallas Fuel, and he led the team to victories quite a bit this season, with the team attending three out of the four major tournaments this year. Rush joined the Fuel before the season started and helped overhaul the roster. Quote, bringing on Rush reinvigorated this franchise and has delivered nothing but results, said Matt Taylor, general manager of The Fuel. He's been a true leader and adapted to the season's changes changes in playstyle, meta, and match format, all while keeping our players performing at a high level. In my mind, there's not a coach in the Overwatch League that thinks more strategically about what it takes to win the league. The team came out of the gate with many surprises, whether it was adapting to losing situations quickly or coming up with unorthodox compositions for this team. Specifically, in the first tournament of the season, the May Melee, the team found themselves in the middle of a hitscan meta and f with few players who are masters on hitscan heroes. They were still able to make their way through the regular season to the May Melee bracket and sit atop the throne even though they didn't play the meta. It's no secret that the Fuel were incredibly successful this year, and Rush was a massive part of that success. The Fuel finished 11-5 in the regular season and first placed in the West region. They are currently making a run in the playoffs and are looking to take the title of Grand Finals champions later this week. So there you have it, Coach Rush being named uh, Coach of the Year. Uh, Well-deserved, obviously, a, a big deal what he's been able to do with the uh, you know, formerly not so great Dallas Fuel, uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, Empire, if you will. <laughs> That's a bit of a play on the Call of Duty team, because Dallas's Call of Duty team is the Dallas Empire. Anyways, I digress. Um, good for Rush, well-deserved. Uh, he's done a great job um, really showcasing what that team is capable of, and of course, um, setting the team up to be sort of a dominant force in the Grand Finals. Um without spoiling anything that we've seen tonight, we will have to wait and see how Dallas is able to stack up against the competition, of course. Another article from DottieSports.com. This one is the Rookie of the Year. This article, written by Jessica Sharnagel. Pelican named 2021 Overwatch League Rookie of the Year. The awards are rolling in, and Pelican has been awarded the Overwatch League Rookie of the Year for the 2021 season. Before he joined the Atlanta Reign, Pelican 
played on the Contenders Team O2 Blast, who had great success in the Contenders Korean Contenders circuit. He was signed to the reign to bolster the DPS lineup, and he led the team to victory on his signature heroes, Echo, Tracer, and May. Sorry, I keep dropping a thing that I'm playing with. I should probably just stop that. Pelican was joined by Edison and Kai as the other two rookies signed to the team, so the Reign has had some incredible success despite the th team's three rookies on the roster. In the course of his career on the Reign, Pelican had 909 final blows and did over a million in hero damage, topping out his team's roster and coming 10th for final blows overall. He helped his team earn some prize money by making it to the June Joust and Summer Showdown, and the team is currently playing in the playoffs for a shot at competing in the Grand Finals. Few expected the Reign to be as successful as they were with a roster that had so many new players on it, but Pelican helped helped them silence the naysayers, and after winning Rookie of the Year, he's sure to have a long and successful career in the Overwatch League. So there you have it. Pelican is your 2021 Rookie of the Year. I think more than anything, uh, this one does not surprise anyone. Um, yes, he was against some stiff competition, but I definitely looked at the the list of Rookie of the Year, and Pelican was the first one that I that I would have picked. Um, there wasn't there was little debate in my mind who else could compete against him because he's been such an impactful player um, with the Atlanta Reign and just plays at such a high level and is so incredibly impressive and skilled on uh, on on a number of different heroes but you know as they mentioned they're significantly echo tracer and may so congratulations pelican congratulations to the atlanta rain for uh, bringing him up to the team next up we're going to go over to liz richardson with our dennis Hawelka award for the year so let's dive on in there sparkle wins 2021 overwatch league dennis Hawelka award whether lifting his team up through kind words or dancing in front of a cheering crowd of fans, Dallas Fuel DPS Sparkle spreads joy wherever he goes. This ultra-positive personality, along with his commitment to creating a better environment for his teammates, earned him the 2021 Overwatch League Dennis Hawelka Award. The award honors the memory of Dennis Internet Hulk Hawelka, a former Overwatch League player and coach who passed away in 2017. Hawelka was a charismatic leader, dedicated to supporting the competitive scene and the players around him with positive energy. Sparkle was a phenomenon on the Paris Eternal in 2020, and was acquired by the Dallas Fuel before the 2021 season began. The organization worked hard to pick up Remnants of Element Mystic, a storied team from the Overwatch Contenders, Korea. Many members of the Fuel have played together for years, creating a close-knit roster that's excelled this season. Quote, I think of my teammates as family, Sparkle said in an interview after receiving the award. All the players on the team are positive people. I'm not sure if I've been a positive influence on them, but they've been a positive force to me. He promised to continue simply being himself and being a better person for his team. Every year, the Hawelka Award is given to a player that embodies the traits and actions that made Internet Hulk such a beloved icon. Previous winners include Caleb McGravy McGarvey of the Los Angeles Valiant, former Valiant supporter and current analyst, Scott Custa Kennedy, as well as Dallas Fuel Tank, Pongfop Mickey Ratanasangchod. Hopefully I didn't butcher that too bad, but so there you go. There's your Dennis Hawelka Award winner. Um, this was a really adorable interview with Sparkle after he uh, after he got the award, so that was exciting to see. And obviously, this is this is just a great award that we we love to see given out. Um, you know, basically, this this award celebrates the positivity and people who want to uh, you know lift up the league and make it a positive place, make it a place for anyone to have fun. Um, because ultimately, what are games about? Games are about fun. So, congratulations to Sparkle and the Dallas Fuel. 
And finally, our final news story of the week, yes, this is probably going to be a shorter episode, um, brings us or continues us on the path of the 2021 awards with another article by Liz Richardson, which reads, Leave wins the 2021 Overwatch League MVP award. Throughout the 2021 season, Overwatch League season, the Chengdu Hunters have been searching for a tournament win. Success may have eluded them multiple times, but it appears the team has found a win among their ranks. Leave has earned the 2021 Overwatch League Most Valuable Player Award for his immaculate DPS skills and impressive performance over the past year. On numerous heroes from Genji to Tracer, Leave sliced through opponents and brought the Hunters closer to victory than they've ever been before. A true veteran of the competitive scene, Leave made his name as a part of the mirac Miraculous Youngsters and gained legions of fans during his appearances in the 2017 and 2018 Overwatch World Cup competitions as part of Team China. He joined the Chengdu Hunters in late 2019 after he turned 18 and was eligible for a League contract. The Chengdu Hunters as a whole upgraded over the 2020 offseason, but Leave garnered immense attention for his ability to flip team fights by dismantling enemy backlines. Thanks to his feats on DPS heroes, the Hunters made multiple tournament appearances and clutched the second seed in the eastern region for the postseason bracket. No matter where Chengdu places, sorry, Chengdu places in the postseason, 2021 will be the organization's most successful year partially due to Leave's clutch plays. plays sorry. Last year, Shanghai Dragons DPS Fleta took home the MVP award for his stellar play on numerous damage-dealing heroes. New York Excelsior Flex Support Jonak received the league's first MVP award in 2018. So there you have it. That is, uh, that is your Overwatch League 2021 MVP award winner. Uh, goes to leave with the Chengdu Hunters. Congratulations to leave and the Chengdu organization. Um, a stellar pick here. I know on, on my episode where I went through the nominees and, and picked mine as Sparkle, I know I definitely walked my way through uh, and kind of convinced myself that I was going to pick Sparkle given given sort of the expectations that were set around him, um, you know, ahead of the season and the situation with Dallas and Exe pulling out of the, the, the uh, team last minute kind of thing. Um, but overall after listening to a lot more analysis and looking at the stats and everything like that, it was, it was a pretty clear and decisive choice, um, to, to go with leave as the MVP. Um, I think what, what I was kind of missing from sort of my thought process behind, uh, when I chose my MVP was the idea that the MVP is the most valuable player. And I, I really like this way of framing it. If you were to take that player out of the team, how would they perform? And I definitely think that in terms of the Chengdu Hunters, if you take leave out of the roster um, and slot in maybe a, a more average or a, a less significant DPS player, I think it would make more of an impact pulling leave out of the roster than it would pulling any of the other nominees out of their current rosters, and of course Sparkle included. So, you know, in terms of Dallas, we obviously have have other really impressive players that would uh, would would do some more of the heavy lifting kind of thing. Whereas Leave did so much of the heavy lifting that it was really impressive to, to see him play. And that's not to discount uh, his fellow teammates. Um, you know, I know Jinmu on the Farah has uh, had a very killer season. Gaga on uh, on Ball um, is probably one of the best balls in the league, um, maybe second only to Shanghai. Um and you know some of some of their support line as well with Faraway really stepping up. Um, 
anyways, I digress. Um, I, I think pulling Leave out of the Chengdu roster would probably have the biggest impact um, compared to pulling uh, anyone else out of the other rosters, any of the other nominees. So once again, congratulations to Leave. Congratulations to the Chengdu organization on that win. So with all of that said... Um, that actually brings us to the end of the news section of this show, um, which uh, obviously wasn't too long. Uh, we're sitting at about the 35-minute mark, and that is exactly when I said to jump to if you didn't want spoilers. Wow, I did. I almost did really good there. I should have said 36 just because you might have caught some of the talk about the MVP, but I digress. Um, I'm going to pop over to the uh, schedule here. And I'll just briefly touch on the upcoming games. I'm also going to take a quick look at my Pick'em's bracket. And uh, although some of these results are in, I will, again, do my best not to spoil uh, the winners or the losers. Um, and I just want to take a look and see what we are looking at. So... Okay, okay, okay. Um... Okay, so I just took a look at my pickums. I'm actually not going to even touch on those because obviously anything I say will be a spoiler. Um, if I say I'm right, if I say I'm wrong, if I say this is different in some way, then obviously that would be a spoiler. So let me let me just take a look at the schedule here. So taking a look at things, uh, today, Tuesday, September 21st, the Washington Justice played the Dallas Fuel, then the Philadelphia Fusion played the Los Angeles Gladiators, San Francisco Shock played the Shanghai Dragons, that game actually did end, uh, I was taking a bit of a break from recording, and that game ended, so we have a winner of that game, and the Atlanta Reign versus the Chengdu Hunters game is on right now as we speak. Um, again, I'm not going to touch on any of the winners, but I will give everyone a heads up. Tomorrow, if... Uh, I believe times are in local, correct? Yes, times are in local. So tomorrow, starting at 9 a.m., that would be Mountain Time, so 10 a.m. Pacific, you can catch the Encore showing of every single one of these games. And that will run, first game is at 9 a.m., second game at 10.30 a.m., uh, third game, which is the San Francisco Shock against the Shanghai Dragons, is at 12 p.m., and the final game is at 1.30 p.m. So obviously, uh, that would be the game that's currently ongoing. That one should end around 3 in the afternoon, uh, again, uh, mountain time. Um, and then games resume with our uh, winner's bracket match at 5 p.m. mountain time. So 6 p.m. Pacific, if, if that's where you are. Um, looks like, uh, so yeah, looks like 5 o'clock, 6.30, 8 o'clock, and then 9.30 will be our uh, our second day of matches. So we're going to have a winner's bracket game plus another winner's bracket game. And then we go to two loser's bracket games. And that is going to be interesting. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to these games already. I'm just looking at who's going to be playing each other and... Uh, uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good playoffs I think. After that, of course, uh, on Thursday we do then get encores of all those four matches again. So same times: nine a.m., ten thirty, twelve, and then one thirty. Um, that match will probably run until about three p.m. Match will end, and then at five o'clock games resume again. However, we only have three new games on Thursday: so five p.m., six thirty p.m., and eight p.m. Um, 
because then, of course, we're getting into teams being eliminated. Tomorrow will be the first time that uh, teams are eliminated, or when you're listening to this, today will be the first time that teams are eliminated from the Grand Finals altogether. Um, and, sorry, I just had a, another brain fart there. And then if we jump over to Friday, we're going to get three encore matches of those three games from Thursday, and only two uh, live and unseen games, kicking off at 7 p.m., Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Pacific, uh, we'll have our first game there, and then 8.30 we will have the second game, and then of course Saturday morning we get the two encore matches of those exact games that we saw on Friday, and of course the, gr oh, not even the Grand Finals, From oh yes, sorry, my bad, the Grand Finals match will be at 7 p.m. Mountain Time on Saturday, September 25th, 8 p.m. Pacific. So there you go, with, of course, an encore, an encore uh, viewing of the Grand Finals match at 9 a.m. the next day. So be sure to check those games out. Be sure to uh, connect your YouTube account to your Battle.net account so that you can, of course, uh, cash in, collect those skins for hours watched in the Overwatch League, as well as... Um, as well as collect your uh, tokens for the Overwatch League, because right now... Oh, one thing I didn't mention um, that I should have mentioned uh, was carried over from last week uh, was the... Uh, uh, what, do, what do you call it? The Grand Finals skins, the uh, Pacific versus East or whatever uh, skins are still available. They are available, I believe, until the Tuesday after the Grand Finals. So Grand Finals are the 25th. So that would be they go away on the 28th. So make sure you get your, your viewing in. Make sure you got your YouTube account connected to your Battle.net account so you can earn those rewards. And of course, there are also those whatever 9, 12, 15 other Overwatch League uh, skins that you can gather for uh, for viewing a three, six, nine hours of the grand finals tournament or the playoffs. So there you have it. And that, of course, brings us to the end of episode 53 of One Man Watchpoint, an Overwatch podcast. Now, of course, this was a bit of a shorter episode given the fact that we are literally in the middle of a number of playoff games um, in the grand finals of the 2021 season. So uh, I don't want to go on too long. I want everybody to have a ton of fun watching the grand finals uh, today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And of course... Um, you can check out all the coverage of the Grand Finals the following Wednesday when episode 54 of One Man Watchpoint posts. I'm, of course, your host, Sir Dr. JM. That's at Sir DRJM. You can follow me and find me on all socials at Sir Dr. JM, Sir DRJM. Uh, follow me especially on Twitter and reach out to me on Twitter. Questions, comments, concerns, uh, inquiries, questions. No, I already said that. Uh, suggestions, topics, whatever you want, uh, reach out to me on Twitter, send me a DM, or just tweet at me, um, and if I like it, I'll bring it onto the show. You can, of course, find One Man Watchpoint on all podcast services out there, all podcast services out there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc., so give us a follow, leave us a review, tell your friends, and all that jazz. Thanks again for listening to One Man Watchpoint, of course, um, and we will catch you next week where we will talk about the wonderful week that was the 2021 Grand Finals. Of course, the, uh, the last time we'll see the Overwatch League played on Overwatch 1. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye.